Welcome back to Nuggets of Gold podcast and YouTube channel. So it's going to be me and Aiden today. We're going to be talking a little bit about the 49ers-Texans game, mostly talking about Trey Lance, um, talking about you know him moving forward, um, just having a, a long Trey Lance discussion, likely. Um, and then after that, we're going to get into the 49ers playoff like chances, the game against the Rams, the Saints game against the Falcons. So Aiden, I talked a little bit about it post-game, uh, but what were your thoughts on, on Trey Lance after Sunday's performance against the Houston Texans? Uh, there was some good, some bad, uh, obviously play calling in the, the first half wasn't perfect. It's never going to be perfect, but there were times where even I was like, okay, Kyle. Um, but I thought that he definitely settled in second half was a lot better than, than the first half. Um, I don't think he played as well as the stats show. And as some people are, are saying he had a bad pick. The pick that he should have thrown at the end of the half, the one that went through the guy's hands, and IU caught it right at the end when we were still in field goal range. That was just dumb. Like there was like seven seconds, and he tried to force like an out route, and should have been a pick, and we should have gotten no points. Uh, should have been scoreless going into the half, but settled in during the the second half. Used his legs. Um, I was impressed. You can tell that that this this offense has a higher ceiling with him in there. Um, but I definitely can see a lot more why Kyle wanted Jimmy to play earlier this year. I think before true, like I feel like that, that, that Cardinals game was weird because you didn't know whether he was going to start for a lot of the week. And this week, I guess was relatively similar, but this is the first week that, that I walked in and was like, Trey should play as well as, as Jimmy does. And I think that he played in a pretty similar manner but they were good at different things. I think that Juszczyk had a really interesting quote about it. Like, Jimmy gets the ball out. He knows where he's supposed to go with it. He just can't do stuff off off, off schedule. Trey doesn't know where he's supposed to go yet, but if stuff is to, to break down, he can use his legs, he can extend plays, and he's just a better athlete. Um, so definitely pros and cons, but I can see a lot more um, why Kyle wanted to push Jimmy uh, for this year, but so excited for the future. I definitely saw flashes. Yeah, you, there was like early on, it looked like, oh, this is kind of kind of rough. I personally felt like a lot of it was just the play calling and the rhythm of the play calls, and I didn't really like it. And I don't think I, I mean, I'm wearing a Kyle Shanahan shirt. Like, I don't really critique Kyle that much on that stuff, but I did feel like it was just a little funky. Um, and then right before the half, they had the good drive. Then once again, kind of an odd decision. They, don't kick the field goal with seven seconds left. And then they lose to five yards and they get like seven back. So again, like two yards, very, very risky. Um, somehow you made that catch. And obviously like it was a bad throw to throw it where the DB almost picked it off. But also there's a reason he didn't, he didn't pick it off because it's a, it's a 95 mile an hour fastball coming, coming at him. You know, like there's a reason that the DB doesn't make that pick where I think you have to add that into his trace skill set. You're going to see a lot of dropped interceptions from him just because of how hard he throws the football. Now, Another thing you want to see is you want to see him be able to throw a ball that's more of a two ball than him just throwing a bullet pass at the sideline because then that's that's not going to get picked off. It's not going to hit off the DB's hands. Um, but then after that, I thought the 49ers started running the football a lot better. The the inside game with with Mitchell really started to take off. And then you had Trey Lance pick up a couple first downs uh, on just like some scrambles and stuff. Um, and the biggest thing to me from this game and then the Cardinals game was one, you didn't see as many batted down passes. I think he had one batted down pass. No, two, I think it was. And then there was only one sack or two sacks on him. Like the numbers were way down. And I think in that first game, you felt like, hey, Trey can't get the easy stuff done, which is something that's super normal with rookie quarterbacks. 
And I feel like a lot of people, just because he's raw and he's young and his delivery looks a little funky, they like highlight those things, but then they don't realize like, oh yeah, all of those guys have the, all of the rookie quarterbacks have done the same exact stuff. Like they look at Zach Wilson, look at him lately. Have you seen the numbers, like the difference in his game? It's so gone much way, better. So yeah, it's much crazy. Better. So like you see the improvement, I think. Um, but for me, the biggest thing that I wanted to see, I wanted to see the completion percentage be over 60% just to show like, Hey, you can go in there. And if you're, if you're over 60%, it's like, okay, if you're taking deep shots and stuff, that's good. That's, that's a good number to be at, at, at the very least. But 52% isn't, it's hard to run offense when you're completing 52% of your balls. Trey Lance comes out 16 to 23, that's 69%. And there was a drop. There was a dropped interception that was completion. So you could kind of, you know, he had almost a 70% completion game, like a legit one. Um, he had to throw to Mitchell. That was a touchdown. He's rolling out. Uh, JT O'Sullivan did a film breakdown on it. And he said that was one of the most impressive throws, not because it's like some super difficult throw that he's making, but because he's rolling out, he's on the run. He has to just, it has to be like a nice mechanical throw. And that's something where you have young quarterbacks and they go and they're, and especially like with an offense like Kyle's where you're going around on the move and then you skip that one. And it's the layups. It's the layups that are really hard for a lot of these younger guys. And a guy like Trey Lance, whose mechanics are still a little iffy. Um, and one of the things that was also talked about was he had a finger injury in that first game. Seems like the touch was a little bit more there, or at least he's improved it one or the other because he looked a lot sharper, I think, today uh, or Sunday. Uh, George Kittle had to catch across the middle of one-handed catch. If he doesn't get held, that's like a, a good ball, and that's a nice, like a right in the like right in the the bread basket. Um, so I think that like that one might have not looked that nice, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, just to throw, kind of like put it over the DB like that. Um, you saw the ball to Ayuk in the end zone where only Ayuk has a play on it. And he threw that. That was an insane throw. So I think you saw a couple throws where it was like the easy ones. You saw two slants. You saw a slant across the middle of Debo. You saw one to Ayuk wherever it was like three guys around him. Those, those are the passes that Jimmy makes right there. Is Trey going to do that as consistently? No, but the signs that you can see, oh, he can operate the offense that way as well. And then at the end of the game, you go and you look at the, uh, the pass chart and you look at Jimmy's like season pass chart and you go, wow, this is completely spread out. You have one in the upper right. You have a go route that you, they're running go routes. They have the play to Debo, which that's what some people are critiquing that ball. He put it in the perfect spot. He dropped it underneath the safety where Debo can come back and go get it. That was, it was an amazing throw. I guess it wasn't a pretty spiral. I don't think like any quarterback, like Tom Brady will tell you like, yeah, I don't really care if it's a pretty spiral. I throw it with no laces. It doesn't really matter. So I don't really know why people are like trying to be like, oh yeah. Like, no, he, he threw the ball there. I got there in about two seconds. <laughs> he absolutely laced the ball. 50 yards down the field for a huge touchdown. That was, a, that was a dot. That's something you're going to see with Trey Lance that you don't see with Jimmy. Um, so overall, I thought it was huge signs of, of what's to come with the offense, what's to come with Trey Lance under center. Um, and yeah, there's some some rough patches, some bad decision-making, but that's all young quarterbacks. And when that's your second career game, like that's a really, really good second career game. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I think – my my biggest takeaway was that Trey Lance has a cannon. Like we've we've heard about it, we've seen it in in, in practice, but the low one to um, Jennings at the end of the half that was on a rope. That was low, um, and he had one one deep one that I think somebody dropped that was on just an absolute rope, and it was it was almost like why did you throw it that hard? But I think once these these guys get get used to it. That's only like a good thing. And as he starts to figure it out, um, just lets you do things that like normal offenses cannot call. You see what the Chiefs do. You see what the Bills do. 
and Trey Lance is a pocket guy. Like, I think that Josh Allen almost is less of a pocket guy than Lance will, will be at his peak because I think Lance wants to sit in there and make throws rather than just look to run right away. That's the main critique with guys like Lamar um, who tuck and run and they get large, large gains. But I think Lance is a guy who wants to sit back and, and, and make throws. And that's something that we saw. Um, if he plays a, against the Rams, obviously that's up in the air. Jimmy could be back. Lance is probably going to play. I'd say it's 70-30. Um, he might not play that well. Rams have a good defense. They're like probably going to win the the division, um, assuming the Niners don't beat him and then the Cardinals win. They're in a similar spot to us and the Saints. Um, but like the Niners are a good uh, – Rams are a good playoff defense. That'll be a real test, um, and I'm excited to see if – Jalen Ramsey says says something after the game because he had some harsh words for Jimmy Garoppolo after uh, Jimmy played the the Jaguars a few years ago. So you know that he's always going to speak his mind. Excited to see what 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 he has to say about the young quarterback. Yeah, that'll be an exciting thing to see. Uh, I don't know. Did you see the picture that the that the 49ers posted of Debo and Jalen? It's like the I, hardest picture ever. It's I, basically was them it, like like face to face from Monday night. <laughs> Was it as hard as the Nick Saban photo with with the Alabama people, and and he's sitting there like this? Oh, I'm gonna have to show you. I'll show you <laughs> off camera. I will right, we'll have to check that one out. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think Trey. I think it, you you see a lot of stuff, and and you brought up the pocket stuff. That was my favorite like attribute of his coming out. Sorry about the the sirens. Um, but my favorite attribute of him coming out was he he likes to play in the pocket. He has a great feel for what's around him. We see a lot of young quarterbacks are super uncomfortable, and you see ghosts. Like, I was watching some of the guys this year coming out, and, dude, some of them have absolutely no feel for what's going on in the pocket. They look completely lost. That's been one of my biggest critiques of Jimmy because he's been in the league for so long, and it also often feels like he feels it, – it's feeling ghosts, not seeing them, but, like, you feel the ghosts, and you, like – and you see Jimmy, like, spin and kind of panic. When Trey's in the pocket, he does not panic. And it's not like he's just sitting there casually, and then an edge rusher comes off and – completely blows him up no he's sitting there and then he goes oh there's an edge guy stepping up and he slides up in the pocket he dips underneath it the guy misses he steps up he met he runs if he can get out of the pocket and he's like scrambling he's still looking to throw the ball he he has great pocket play um i i think that's going to be one of the biggest things that people kind of realize especially once the motion gets sped up the decision making gets sped up because he's a very young raw player so when you do that when you have that natural feel to sit in the pocket and you get those mechanics down, he's going to look so good. And especially in an offense where we already see, like, he feels comfortable moving, and then we see a move set up, and he throws the deep ball. Like, you see a lot of that stuff where he's on the move, and it's really natural. Like, oh, let me just rip this ball, like, 40 yards down the field. When he's able to do that, but he's also able to sit in the pocket and go, oh, there's no linebackers. Like, the linebackers are blitzing, or this guy's, you know, like, dropping out into a different zone. This spot's going to be open right here. And he sits back and he hits Debo on a slant or he hits Ayuk on a slant. We saw him do that a couple times. When he can do that more routine and he can go, no one's open, check down to the running back real quick. Real quick where he, the running backs, Mitchell, whoever it is, Sermon in the future probably. Like those guys are able to go and make those second level plays. Use check, you know, and you're able to hit that touch pass on the sideline. Like there's going to be a lot of things that develop, but his natural feel for the game is really impressive, I think. And so for me, we saw that, like, I think we saw that the best, I think, in the Cardinals game, even though he got sacked a lot, because it was like, it was insane how much pressure there was in that game. That was, that was the worst game the O line played, I thought. 
Um, and he was able to step up. There was a couple of plays where uh, JJ Watt comes flying up and he just dips underneath and gets away. But we saw that again on Sunday. So that's going to be, and that's something. If he's starting against the Rams, oh, like you're going to need to see that because you got Donald coming, you got Vaughn coming. Like, you know, it's going to be really, really scary for, for a guy like that. I mean, this is a huge step up. It, it's, except the Cardinals defense was really good um, when he was playing it back then. So I guess that could be comparable. Um, but then you also have a, a pretty high powered offense with the Rams. So it's going to be interesting what goes on there. Um, kind of talking about the Rams, Aiden, how are you feeling? Do you think the, the Niners are, are still going to own the Rams on not Sunday night? I thought it was going to get flexed on Sunday night, but the, the Raiders chargers games there, but what do you think about this game? That could be a, a do or die, make the playoff game, make the playoffs or don't uh, type of game for the 49ers. So Niners are three point underdogs. I think, um, I think that's pretty fair. We've had the the Rams number. We've won five straight. Um, I think five straight with Jimmy, and then maybe there's one more in there at the end of last year or something like that. Um, but I, yeah, it was it was definitely last year where where we beat them just doing touch passes. That was such a satisfying win last year. Um, but I mean, I'm not really sure how to feel about it. Niners are gonna need to run the ball in teams around this time of, of, of the year start to figure out how they're going to stop the run going into the playoffs. And this Rams team is a playoff team. It's not like they're a fringe team. They are probably, they're, they're probably the betting favor to win the, the division given that they're supposed to beat the Niners and then um, thus clinch the, the division. But this is a good team. This is a team who is the top three team in the entire NFC. I would say, I think they're a bigger threat to represent the NFC than than the Cardinals are, regardless of whether they win the the division or not. Um, obviously, going against Aaron Donald is going to be tough, but I really don't know. It's so, so many question marks. Hopefully, the Saints just lose, and we don't even have to worry about it. But I think it's a game the Niners can win. They've showed that they can beat this team. They thumped them earlier this year. Um, I think. I think Trey and Jimmy give us pretty similar chances to win. Trey's a bit of a question mark in that I think we don't know what to expect game plan wise of of the Niners if, if he's starting. If if Jimmy's playing, you know what you're gonna get, and you know you've had success against the Rams doing those things. Um, but Trey might give them a bit of a wild card, and the Rams don't know what to expect. Um, so just so many question marks, but really can't ask for a whole lot more. Uh, in, in week five, I don't think anybody really expected us to be in this position, um, basically in a playoff game right here where you win, you're in, you get to be the sixth seed, and you have a playoff game. Um, so I think I would take this spot going into the season 10 times out of 10. Um, like the the Ravens, who were preseason playoff locks, are probably going to miss. Uh, so super excited to see the the Niners get this far, and hopefully they they pull, they pull out a win on on Sunday, and we don't even have to worry about the Saints. But it's not going to be easy. Yeah, this is definitely a tough matchup. I mean, we have seen the Niners have won what five straight, I think it is. I mean, that's really impressive, especially against a team. And yes, they had Jared Goff a quarterback, but they were always still a good team, really top tier defense. Um, they're probably one of. The, this is probably one of the healthier times, I think, for the Rams season, or at least the more like high-powered times. Um, but you look at this game, you go, okay, the 49ers are going to really need to run the football, and they're going to need to generate turnovers. Now, luckily for them, 
Matthew Stafford has been a complete turnover machine over the last couple months. Um, hopefully that continues. We've seen that. Uh, I think it was, oh, who was it? One of, one of the, the old uh, former quarterback that's on, I think either NFL network or ESPN. He was talking about how he thinks D'Amico Ryan's disguises coverage better than like a lot of the guys. And he's already a top 10 defensive coordinator, which is crazy because early on this year, we liked to make a lot coming into the year, but early on, like you'd be like, okay, dude, like, what are you doing? Like it's third down. It's obvious, man. And teams are just beating you. And then we saw it. Like, I feel like the, I don't know when it, when it flipped exactly, but you started seeing the corners play a lot better. And you started seeing the secondary overall performance get a lot better. Now, a lot of that was that Jimmy Ward was out for a little bit. You had guys in and out of the lineup lineup, but Amber Thomas has come on big. Now he might not be playing. That's, that's an issue, but the secondary has to play well. The big question right now is that there's a ton of guys in COVID protocol who's going to be there for the secondary. We don't really know that right now. So that's a big concern. Defensive line, this is a huge, this is a matchup where they should dominate in. And I think that we're going to see one of the best games from them this, uh, this week. Matthew Stafford's he's hurt. He's not able to, he's not as mobile as he typically is. Not like he's a, a like a dual threat quarterback really, but he can move a good amount in the pocket. He has a back injury. He's not, I don't really think he's been feeling it that like been that healthy lately. Um, but this is one where defensive line needs to go out there and eat and you need to make Matthew Stafford make a couple bad decisions. And then on offense, if you can run the football on the Rams, if you can play that down, downhill style of offense, that guess what? That's when the 49ers win. When they lose, they don't play that style. When they win, they play that style. And obviously the other team team can can dictate how well they perform, of course. But when you see them start to play downhill, that's what we, last week that's what we saw. First half, they're throwing the ball. They're kind of spread out. It feels like they're not really just pounding the rock and then playing off of that. Second half, they come out. They just run the ball down the, the Texans' throat and boots, you know, setups behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, they run a lot of stuff where it, it it just got a lot better once they started playing that downhill style. So you can 100% do that against the Rams. That's what the Niners have done. You talked about the touch passes and stuff, just stuff getting the ball out quick, getting it to your weapons. You get the ball you get the ball in Debo's hand in a in a game like this, in George Kittle's in George Kittle's hands in a game like this. The Rams linebackers are not one of their strengths. You let those guys go win you the game. And I think that's what you kind of got to tell Trey this week, especially if he's the one starting. Hey, you got two all pro caliber players here. Get them the rock. They'll they'll do the rest for you on offense. Like you get it to them, you're gonna be fine. Um, so I think that's how I'm feeling with it. And then defensively, you need to we haven't really seen not that Nick Bosa hasn't shown up or anything. We haven't seen him have those like monster games the last couple of weeks, and he's had a few of them this year. He's been he's been amazing this year. He needs to to end the the regular season with an exclamation point this this Sunday. So I think that's another huge factor. Uh, Arden Key, Aiden, we hyped up Arden Key in the offseason. dude. He is a monster. He, I think he's the second best. Got to be the second best pass rusher on the team, right? Probably pure just just from a pass rushing standpoint, yeah. Yeah, uh, we've also seen Eric Armstead have a couple great bull rushes. Uh, he's been good in the run game. DJ Jones has been fantastic this year. Uh, you see Arden Key and DJ Jones, a lot of people are really like going hard to re-sign them. I mean, they're earning it. They're playing tremendous football lately. Um, so I'm pumped. I'm really excited for this game. Uh, for you, wh- what are the biggest matchups on offensive side and the defensive side? It comes down to running the ball. I think you you hit it right on the head. I think if if the Niners can, can consistently pick up first downs running the ball, um, I think Mitchell needs to have a good game. I think he probably needs to have 100 yards rushing or the Niners as a team need to hit 150. Um, but I think we're due for a giant Kittle game. Uh, it's 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 been a couple weeks. It's been almost a month. He had, like, no catches until that, that, that one-hander one last week. 
I think Kyle realizes like this is my best player. Um, and in a do or or die game, I think they're gonna see. I think we're. I think Kittle is is due to have eight for one fifty and a touchdown. Um, and I I think he's really the the X factor because um, when when he's catching passes, I know that he says that he likes to block. It pushes. It it changes the entire dynamic of the the Forty Nine er offense because. The, the linebackers don't know whether he's climbing to them or if he's running a pass and gets very confusing for them and Kittle and people feed off of whenever Kittle gets a catch. Um, so I think he's, he's the key. Uh, I think Kyle will, will take advantage. I think he's almost been saving him for a game like this. Uh, he really hasn't had that many targets, let alone big games since uh, he had, he had, he had that one huge game in the, the one before the Bengals, I think. Um, and so he's, he's due and I'm just super excited to see what, what Kyle cooks up. And I mean, I, I think it'll be both teams score 20. I think it'll be a, a competitive game. Um, first team to 25, I think wins. Yeah. I, I think that that's probably pretty good. 25. I think that'll probably do it. I could see like a 30, 27, something like that. Um, but I do think this should be a pretty solid game. And the thing the thing just with how the Niners are built is for this one, it is so important to get ahead. Because if you have to put the the Rams in a spot where their offensive line has to go out there and, and win, if they have to be the, the X factor, that's a spot where defensively that's where you're really happy for the Niners. And then on offense, I really like that you bring up Kittle having a monster game. I mean, you look at the middle of this Rams defense, linebackers are Christian uh, Roseboom, Troy Reader, uh, safeties, Jordan Fuller, Taylor Rapp. I mean, we saw Taylor Rapp get in the fight with with Jalen. I'll tell you right now, Jalen's probably right on that one. <laughs> We've seen Jalen getting mad at a few teammates and stuff before. There's usually a reason. It's usually because that guy that guy screwed up or did something wrong. So, um, or, or he's just frustrated with his performance, really. Um, but I think that's you know where you're gonna have to carve up this team. That's that's Kittle territory. That's Debo territory. Um, if you can get Debo Kittle to the second level in the middle of the field. That's going to be huge. Um, so we talked about how how Lance has to make those easy throws, those good throws across the middle, um, and he has to not not replicate Jimmy, but Jimmy. That is, I think, that's Jimmy's greatest skill set is being able to carve up the middle of the field like that. If Trey can somewhat do that, and then you also get those the added explosiveness. The 49ers offense should be should do really well. Um, another big thing: don't throw any picks, Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> uh, we've seen that, that he baits a lot of the, these younger quarterbacks in the league um, defensively or I mean for in the pocket wise, you might feel Von Miller screaming off the edge a couple times. You might see Aaron Donald completely destroy your interior offensive line, even though Brunskill has owned him for some reason. Um, <laughs> we, we, I think we always bring that up every time, but it, it's really funny that it like, that's always brought up every single week, every single time the Niners play the Rams. Um, but it's something where when that happens, throw the incompletion, throw it away. Don't take the sack, try to get, you know, do what you have to do to limit the, the negativity from that play because those are going to happen and you just have to live with them. You can't have every play be an insane, just an insane play. Um, so a lot of those times you want to see him just kind of get the ball and throw it away, uh, go to the check down, stuff like that. I think that'll go a long way in this matchup. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's kind of where I'm at with, with this game. Um, we talked about the matchup, talked a little bit about the, the, the playoff picture. So how are you feeling? How do you feel about this Niners game? We, we brought up all the matchups. How do you feel about this Niners Rams game? And how do you feel about this Saints Falcons game? Uh, 
I think the Vegas lines have Saints winning, Rams winning, which means I think Vegas expects the Saints to make the playoffs as that seven seed Niners to get booted from six all the way out because of the dumb tiebreakers. Of course, I'm not going to pick the the Niners to lose, but the Saints are a better team than than the Falcons, but their offense has been anemic since Taysom Hill came back from that injury. Um, I think the Falcons could definitely win. I'm not sure what the line on on that game is, but Falcons fans hate hate the Saints. Fal- they they do not like each other. They are division rivals. Uh, you mentioned before the podcast could very well be Matt Ryan's last game. Um, I you you know Falcons players are are going to want him to go out with a win. Um, so obviously Falcons taking care of business helps the the Niners out a a ton. Don't have to. Uh, win against the Rams, but I don't think that that's Kyle's message at all. I think Kyle's message is let's beat the Rams. Like we've we've done it. We don't want to focus on anybody else. Um, and it would be a little bit bittersweet for the Niners to lose to the Rams and then still get in. Um, so I think that they will beat the Rams. I think it'll be close. Um, but I mean, of course, I don't think um, the probability is in our favor, but. I'm 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 excited to be in this position going into Sunday. Yeah, and this is one too that like this is huge for for Trey Lance just as a young quarterback. If he goes and he wins back to back games to get his team to the playoffs, like that's a big deal. That's a big deal just for a young quarterback like that. Now you can look at it and go, okay, it's like two games. It's not like whatever, but it's two games where he's super raw and he's still able to to squeak out the wins and, and win in a big moment. I think that. That shows, I think that shows a lot just to his teammates too, um, which I think is sometimes underrated. Sometimes it's a little bit overrated um, when you talk about like, oh, you got to go get this guy because he I want a ring. And he's like a, a role player. It's like, okay, all right, guys, all right. <laughs> but for a quarterback, I think that's a big deal. I think that's a big message of like, hey, this guy, you know, this guy put the team on his back. He went out there. Uh, it's still very raw and still able to get it done. Um, I think that that sends a message. Looking at the Falcons-Saints um, game. Now, my thought was that last week, the Niners were going to win. Saints were going to win. We're going to win. Yeah. This week, I thought the Niners were going to win and Saints are going to lose. I think that both of the things that you need one or the other to happen, I think they're both going to happen this week. Um, And I know that the Falcons are favorited, or I'm sorry, the Saints are favored, I think, by four, four and a half, something like that. But you look at the last time they met up, uh, the Falcons won. Now, if Trevor Simeon was starting, I would argue, I don't know how how much of a drop-off Simeon to... um, Oh my God, Taysom! Uh, how Taysom is now? Taysom is—it's definitely better because Simeon had a couple games where he played awful and he threw a bunch of picks. I think he had four picks in the Bills game or one of the games. It was really bad. However, this offense, like you said, has been super stagnant. They're not putting up points. You look at some of their recent games; it's—it's it's pretty ugly. Um, they scored 18 points against the Panthers. They scored three pants, a points against the Dolphins. Okay, you can call that one a wash. Ian Book started nine points against the Bucks. They scored 30 against the the Saints, but hey, like, I mean, against the Jets, sorry. Um, and then they scored 17 against the Cowboys and six against the Bills. So you start going back, you go, they're not really putting up points. If you put up 20 points and you don't just hand them the ball, like right in front of the end zone, and they, they don't capitalize in one of those moments or a couple of those moments, the Falcons offense doesn't need to put up that many points. And the Falcons offense still has a couple weapons. They've had Cordell Patterson, Mike Davis. Um, they, I mean, those guys have been not healthy for a lot of the season. Cordell's been great this year. Mike Davis, when he's been healthy, he, he put up a couple really good games. Um, I don't think he's like an amazing back or anything, but Patterson has put up a great year. 
Uh, if you look at the recent weeks, Kyle Pitts has come a lot more to the offense. Um, another guy, Russell Gage, he was not playing for a lot of the year in that first matchup. I highly doubt he was he was there because he missed like almost half the, I think more than half the season. But when he's been healthy, he's been great. He had a big catch against the Niners for a touchdown. Um, but you start looking at this matchup, and I don't think it's one where the Saints should be favored. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they are. I guess they're playing for more. You know, there's a lot more on the line for them. But I really think that you're, it's going to be a surprise game where the Falcons are going to come up, and it's going to be, oh, Falcons won by a touchdown. Falcons won by 10 points, 24 to 14. I think that's super reasonable. And really what it's going to boil down to is because the Saints offense, no matter who they're playing, they're not going to go out there and just destroy this team. Their offensive line is beat up, and they have Taysom Hill at quarterback, and they basically have one like elite weapon um, in Alvin Kamara. Now, Traquan Smith, he's back. He wasn't there early on in the year. I don't really know if I count as him like a great weapon. Marquez Callaway's put up a pretty solid season, so you gotta you got to bring him up. But nothing that's scaring you from, from a defensive side if you're the Falcons, and the Falcons' defense is not very good. But if their offense can score over 20 points, they should win, and I, I really think that. So I think we're going to see some where it's kind of interesting where – okay, like the Niners have to win. And if they don't, then the Saints have to lose. I think they're both going to end up happening. It's going to just kind of work its way out. Um, but uh, 49ers game, I'll say I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game. I think it's going to look different than the, the recent uh, 49ers-Rams uh, games. I'm going to say 30-27. to 27. Niners have a big offensive day. Trey might have an early play where it's like, oh, no, like rookie quarterback. That was a bad pick. I think he's going to bounce back. I think he's going to have a big game. I think you're going to be able to see the Niners – Really what the Niners are going to do is they're going to get it to their playmakers. And if they do that, they should win offensively. Defensively, you have Matthew Stafford throw a couple picks, fumble a ball. You get it in deep in Rams territory. You capitalize. You get a couple touchdowns. You should be able to take care of business in this one. So I'm going to say both things happen. Niners make the playoffs. Um, and like you said, it would be really bittersweet if they lose and then end up making the playoffs. So this way, both things happen so we're not like freaking out like, with like five minutes left in each of the games. Um, but that, that's what I'm feeling right now. So anything else you want to add, Aiden? Uh, let's not have Cooper Cup break the. I don't think he's in pace for catches record, but it's really the yards one. Let's not have him break the yard. He's like 150 away. Let's not him. Let's let's not have that happen against the Niners in in Week 18 to send us home. Um, I will say there is a trend. The um, he hasn't played well. Like his his two off games this year are against Arizona and Seattle. Um, he hasn't played well in both div- in, in both division games against the same opponent. Like he went off against Arizona once and went off against Seattle once. But in the other two times that he played those teams, um, didn't do that well. So hopefully that, that trend continues because he still had like 11 catches and 120 yards, even though they, they scored 12 or 10 points um, earlier this season. Uh, so hopefully we we keep him in check, doesn't break any records. Niners win, and we march into fingers crossed. I'd love to go to Dallas. Uh, love to march into Dallas, coming off a win, two game win streak, um, and send send the cowgirls home. Uh, would be a great way to keep keep the season going. Yeah, I I think that's a pretty good spot. Um, we were talking about it. And it's hard because, like, the Cowboys have looked really good at times, but then they've looked awful in other games. Like, sometimes it feels like they're unbeatable. Now, usually they're not playing, like, a, a top-end opponent, but when they look really good, it looks like, oh, yeah, like, the Niners would get smoked by this team. But then you see the Bucks, and you see, like, when Brady's on or Brady in the playoffs, you're like, ah, I don't know if I want that. Now, the one thing that could happen is they could end up playing – they could play the Rams if they lose the game and the Rams win, right? 
Yeah, but then the it, Saints the would Saints need to lose. Win. Yeah. So, so Rams win the division and not yeah. Okay, okay. So that's that is, I mean, that there's definitely a possibility that that happens. Um, so we'll just have to see who the Niners in the plan and we'll we'll talk about that when it happens. But I think it's gonna do it for today's episode. Um, hopefully you guys like the the longer podcast kind of versions. If you're just listening to segments, I think we split up into three segments for this one, but hopefully the Niners win this weekend, make the playoffs, it'd be big. If they don't win, hopefully the Saints lose. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where you're at right now. Sucks. I, I I think you said that you like being in the spot. I think the Niners' expectations were a little bit higher, so I don't know if I'd say that much. But a lot better to be in this spot than to not be have a chance to win a game to make the playoffs. So, and and also like w- way to put your quarter your your future franchise quarter your franchise quarterback now in a spot to go. Hey, go win a game in your in your third career game right here. Like go go make the playoffs. That's a, a pretty big moment. So it would be pretty sweet if that ended up happening. Um, and maybe it's something where you look back and you go, wow, like that really helped take Trey to another level at the end of the year, uh, winning those two games, making the playoffs, having a playoff run with him. So I want to see it. I think now with Trey starting to me, it's even like, I want them to win like so much more. Obviously I'm always going to root for the Niners, of course. However, like with Trey starting, it's like, Oh, like teams don't have film on him. Like take advantage of that. No Niners are a little uncomfortable with them at times. It feels like with the play calling, but Imagine the defenses. They don't they've watched Jimmy Garoppolo in this offense. They've watched Nick Mullins. They haven't seen anyone like this in San Francisco. So looks a lot different for their for uh, other teams as well. Don't have a lot of tape on him. And you might be able to take advantage of that and have a playoff run. So hopefully they get it done, make the playoffs. But with all that said, I think we're gonna take off. So thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you guys very soon.